Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, always, with me as always is Parker and Alex. And we watched Volcano, a movie where the main character asks, Magma, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you just stop recording now. Let's stop yeah, this episode. <laughs> Why don't we spend an hour preparing? <laughs> I don't know what else. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Parker, do we have any news this week? So I'm a gamer, and you're a gamer. Yes. We're all gamers. You know, I was having like a crisis because I used to do nothing but play games. Like every day, come home from school, play games. Like, as a kid, I'd go to Blockbuster, look at movies, like, oh, this looks cool, and then just go rent games. Oh, yeah. And now it's a complete 180. I don't play anything, but I will not know peace until I play Doom Eternal. Hell yeah. <laughs> I need it in my veins almost as much as I need the Blair Witch game, which I know in my heart is going to disappoint me. Almost as much as you need the Gears of War Funko Pop game, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was a real physical copy so I could secret Santa it to someone. Yeah, right. I was real upset it's just a mobile game. <laughs> real big letdown for me. But also, that means I'm definitely going to get a real high one and download it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just playing it ironically. Google Did Funko you hit a level eyes. cap? <laughs> yeah, isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, uh huh? <laughs> Doesn't that subvert your expectations? <laughs> oh, man. So I guess we're just not even going to mention the um, that George R.R. R. Martin uh, Dark Souls game. <laughs> no, because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's so many things we could mention. <laughs> I legitimately hope he never finishes that book. More than anything. <laughs> People will defile his grave. <laughs> the only thing that would be funnier than him not finishing it is him finishing it just being fucking awful. I hope that he does finish it, but it's just like a novelization of the final series. <laughs> 300 pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guys, I worked really hard on this. This is 88 pages, George. <laughs> it still has the annotation brackets from Wikipedia. Yeah, I fucked up. It's true, though. <laughs> Oh, okay. well, I guess this is time to come clean and say that I wrote the Wikipedia article, so. <laughs> <laughs> you can't prove I didn't. Okay. It's like the Wikipedia article where we just tagged a thousand things with, thanks to Disney, this is no longer canon. <laughs> Coolest person that's ever lived. Uh, speaking of Wikipedia, one of our favorite members of Wikipedia had a minor melty this week. Um, was his name Christian whatever? Was it? <laughs> Harloff? Christian Harloff? The, the Collider guy. Yeah, the Collider guy. That's um, oh, my favorite video on the internet. This might actually be my favorite thing that I've seen. I can't stop watching it. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, I'm very excited my ass for this. For five years as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Cancelled! <laughs> 
screaming at your boss live on air because you were not given free tickets to Disneyland is the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know whose side to take, but it's going to be neither of them. <laughs> he has the dream job like, all right, once a day you're going to go in front of a camera and just talk about comic book movies for an hour. And he's having a full-on meltdown. It's one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed. It's it's very dire. I have to say, I kind of like how his uh, producer looks like Michael Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it actually is Michael Rappaport. No, he's that, that voice is definitely not Michael Rappaport. It would have been better if it was, though. <laughs> Just imagine that guy said, yeah, I'm not going to talk about Star Wars Disney. Like, oh, you fucking fuck. Oh, you fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news: We have Michael Rappaport on the line to talk about Kevin Durant and his new his new team, the New York Knicks. Talk about Kevin Durant and also the cancellation of Swamp Thing. How do you feel? Oh, it, it sucks that they canceled Swamp Thing, but apparently it's on six, so I'm going to watch as much of that as I can. Dude, that clip that someone posted. Of him using his weird plant tentacles to literally rip someone into 12 pieces and then knowing that it's cancelled hurt my heart. I was about to get to watch a whole season of a giant swamp man murdering people. And it's been taken from me. Yeah. Titan season 2 is on the way. The only thing I know about Swamp Thing is that he was the good guy or the bad guy unclear in that Batman vs. Harley Quinn movie. That I was Chris about loves. to say, yeah, that was such a good movie. Actually, tell you what, let's talk about Actually, no, we should do, uh... We should do Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Alex well, is so pretty excited. It can't go worse than last week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> My Jerk of the Week is Alex for getting Big Poppy shot. There's <laughs> a reason I still haven't yeah, edited that. Pop up. I, I thought it would be the opposite. I thought the second that news broke, you would like rush home and edit the podcast just to make me look like a jackass. Double topical. <laughs> I figured I'd wait till we know he's all right. It's gonna make his first public appearance. It's it's okay. I'm gonna get raked over the coals anyway. Just go with it. Okay, Big Poppy domed by Rodan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so uh. So, as hopefully you guys have heard at this point... Actually, I lied, I hope you haven't heard yet. <laughs> Our good friend and friend of this program, Dr. Disrespect, was banned from Twitch tonight. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> Chris, ask me what he did. I think I... Can I guess? Sure. Was he the guy who got banned because he was filling inside a public restroom and there was a kid peeing in the background? <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> and that's why my jerk of the week is everyone in that bathroom for not turning around just showing brain to Twitch chat. <laughs> like another it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> You're making a living playing video games. All you have to do is not commit crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm getting paid a living wage just to talk over Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Better film this child in a bathroom. It's hilarious, but also, I'm buying a free doc shirt the first chance I get. <laughs> free doc. <laughs> oh my god, I might have to get one myself just on principle. 
It's such a good shirt. I just know that if it had been you peeing in the background, you would have zipped up so your balls were hanging out, you're fly. <laughs> I wish that I had that kind of dexterity. Just walk right If I right tried that, I would probably maim myself, and then my dong would be bleeding all over Twitch chat in front of God and everyone. You, you the guy that zipped your dick and balls up? <laughs> <laughs> you the you guy just, that Frankenbeaned yourself? You just you see him. You swing your dick around. You look into his camera and you say, "Pog you, easy clap." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parker, do you have a trick? It's it's Alex. He got big pop up killed. <laughs> Stop calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, my jerk of the week, Parker's already heard. Um, so, are you guys, are, I guess Parker should be, but Alex, you're familiar with the movie 12 Angry Men, right? Yes. Uh, do you like it, don't like it? Uh, I assume you like it, it's kind of classic. My very limited memories of seeing it in high school were that it was a good movie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I think it's really good. It's one of my all-time favorites. Um, I, I think it's great for Americans. It's a great representation of, you know, judicial system, human... Yeah, you got wife-beater Gregory Peck, you know. He's not great in it. Great representation of this. Um, Close enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I was like, hey, I, it's showing at the Alamo for free. I might as well go see it, right? I, have a, I go there and have a good time with it. And uh, there's a woman two seats down from me who is cackling like a hyena throughout this movie. Uh, it's important to realize there are no jokes in this movie. There's nothing funny that happens. A young kid's life hangs in the balance of these 12 angry men. And she's laughing hysterically, and I'm not sure why she was doing that. Oh, the so, patriarchy, of course. It must have been. So, my <laughs> in that case, uh, my jerk of the week is uh, feminist. Patriarchy. <laughs> it's all men. No, it's feminist, because that's how they got back at us, by, by laughing during our good black and white movie about men. <laughs> she laughed all over that movie, and then kamikaze that Imperial Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. No, no. My jerk of the week is that girl who was sitting next to me because, Jesus Christ, lady. You don't have to. It's not funny, all right. It's just not funny. There, there were. There wasn't the week is you for not shushing her. I was seriously so close. When I was like fourteen, and we go to the movies, and we'd all like agree beforehand to laugh at the green screens, except like with an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't stand it. It drove me nuts. Anyway, I guess we can talk about what we watched. Um, I'd like to go first. So, like I just said, I watched. uh, 12 Angry Men, and despite that woman laughing hysterically throughout the entire movie, I actually had a pretty good time with it, because I, I don't think you can really ruin that movie. It's just really, really good. But that's not the only movie I saw at the Alamo. Uh, tonight, I actually saw Big Trouble in Little China again, and there's not much else to say about it. I've already mentioned on this podcast how much I love it, and there's nothing that's really like new or, or fascinating about that movie and how much I love it. So instead, I'll talk about what are the trailers that I saw. I saw the uh, I saw the Terminator trailer. Oh God! <laughs> Feature episode this time next year. God, when I can no. watch it at home. And I saw the the was it the Final Blood or Last Blood or whatever that trailer <laughs> did you is. Get those back to back. Was it Final Blood? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh man, uh, how'd that feel? Well, here's the thing: is uh, when the music for that trailer came on, <laughs> I sang along with it really loud in the Parker voice. 
And I, hey. when I say that, no, I don't mean the "Hey, y'all, this is Parker." I, I meant wait like a the, he's a dumb Parker. <laughs> hey, wait, goddamn! <laughs> no, I mean like the the voice that Parker does when he sings the uh, the NFL theme for uh, the game of games. So I was like, "I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road," and I did it really loud. So. Rebecca oh, yeah, my jerk of the week is this lady who was making noise during the movie. <laughs> Rebecca shushed me really quickly. So anyways, I yelled loudly over a trailer. It was a trailer. It's, just, it's strong that's dogs with what, uh, Par- Parker, that's what they call mogging. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I don't know what that is. I'm afraid to find out. No, I've got a, I've got a few more here that are going to be pretty interesting. Um, I watched a movie... <laughs> I'm so ready for this one, especially for Alex uh, and for Parker. Actually, I think you guys will both like this. The name of this movie is Man vs. Snake. Um, right, we're talking. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. the long and twisted tale of Nibbler. It is more or less a companion piece to The King Wait, of is, Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Is, is Nibbler the man or the snake? It's the snake. Um, okay. He's there to nibble. Um, and Billy Mitchell figures prominently in this movie. Um, oh boy, he's, what? I wouldn't say he's that. That he's the antagonist, but he is a wayward, vengeful spirit. So, <laughs> now this is a true story um, about a 400-pound man who has a voice kind of like Parker's when he's off mic and could just let it go. Um, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> now, here's here's the thing about uh, Man vs. Snake. This might actually be better than the King of Kong. Um, the basic idea here is that there's this guy who way back in like i guess the 80s early 80s got the highest score on nibbler he got a billion points and in order to get a billion points on nibbler you have to play for more than 24 hours you have to play for i think like 38 hours or something like that in order to get a billion points so this just is one guy standing at a a video game arcade just playing nibbler constantly and it was a a really big deal apparently Anyway, this movie takes a lot of, um, several years pass, and he has to go reclaim his record, and you see all his trials and tribulations just trying to get this done, and he actually kind of goes through a lot, and it's it's actually really entertaining. You see Walter Day again, and Walter Day, you know, the, the guy who wears, like, the referee's outfit for <laughs> Twin Galaxies, he brags about being, once being able to bench press 310 pounds. Hell uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, again, that is mocking. Abs- <laughs> now, here's the thing. I absolutely highly recommend this movie to both of you. I recommend to everyone listening. I think it's excellent. Again, I think it might actually be better than King of Gong, a uh, King of Kong. Here's the thing. Do you know who the world record holder uh, in the movie is for Nibbler? Do you want to know his name? Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> That was a curveball I was not expecting. <laughs> they actually address it at the beginning of the movie, too. They have to say, oh, yeah, you know, Timothy McVeigh got the... Oh, no, not not the uh, one who... Uh, no, not him. <laughs> they, I watched the Star Wars Holiday Special with Gabby. Um, holy Yikes. shit. I think this makes me the first person in history to watch the entire thing twice. Um, the, the thing you that... it's June, right? <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> I think that I think it the, doesn't need to be Christmas for me to have seasonal depression, as it turns out. So this is a, a take that Alex may not agree with, but I think this might be slightly worse than the Last Jedi. Um, 
I will default disagree with that too. <laughs> I've never seen the Star Wars holiday special. I just assume. Uh oh. Anyway, <laughs> we hate to hear it, folks. <laughs> hey, how long's that plane ride, buddy? <laughs> My favorite thing about this is I did sort of like an anthropological recording with Gabby, just being like, "Okay, what's your name? What's your occupation? Are you a big Star Wars fan?" And she claimed that she was an even bigger Star Wars fan than you, Parker. And by the end of it, she doesn't like movies anymore. So, <laughs> correct response. She yeah, I'm just done with the whole medium. The entire time, she kept saying, um, "Okay, like I said beforehand, you can't skip any parts, no fast forwarding, and you can't just duck out in the middle." And uh, I had to wake her up several times. I had to take her phone away from her so she wouldn't be looking at her phone constantly. And I wasn't able to answer most of her questions, which are, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> Um, is or is that Harvey Corman again? <laughs> <laughs> or why is this song still going? That's one of the. Why things... are they doing this trapeze dance? <laughs> why are they cooking? Who is that? I, I've already told you that's Grandpa Wookie. You'll see more school? of him than you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the VR scene, and she's like, "Oh no!" That's one of the things that you realize um, on the second watch. Is it's just more boring than anything else besides bizarre and actually bad <laughs> she's like covering her face with a pillow during the animated sequence <laughs> oh speaking of animated sequences i also finally decided to watch that rob zombie animated movie called the haunted world of el super bisto i yeah funny <laughs> no it's i have to look this up on on wikipedia real Real quick, because I want to hit everything. The Haunted World of El Super Bisto. Now, just because I have a lot to say about it doesn't mean that this would be worth an episode, because I don't want to make you guys sit through this. This movie sucks. This movie straight up fucking sucks. And I, if Rob Zombie, if you're listening, and I know you are, fuck you. You're not, you're not fucking talented. I, I, that's the nicest way I could, po- I could possibly put this. Actually, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. First of all, I want to know what the worst part of this is. It might be Sherry Moon Zombie, who sounds like Angelica Pickles. Um... It might be Rosario Dawson, who, despite being black, I think is making fun of black people in this. So, cool. Um, right. She's making fun of black people every time she appears in public with Cory Booker, so. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> people don't forget. Maybe, maybe it's uh, Rob Paulson doing the voice of Dr. Scratch and Sniff for an evil Nazi zombie. Uh, maybe it's just Rob Zombie for even having this idea. Maybe it's Tom Papa for talking like this. Um, or, you know what, actually, I, I, I can't give uh, credit to Rob Zombie for this, because even though it says it was directed by him, I have a little conspiracy theory. This movie is so bad and so unlike anything that would interest, that would interest anyone. I don't think Rob Zombie directed this. In fact, I don't even know if Rob Zombie's actually seen this. Because there's a couple like quotes here. One of them he says, he described the film as awesome. Right off the bat, I know he didn't direct it. Because you don't describe your own movie as awesome. He says, this tiny little half a million dollar directed video movie that expanded to this $10 million animated extravaganza. And it's awesome. Again, nah. He says it's like an R-rated adult monster sex comedy. There's nothing oh, really good. like it that I can think of. People always say like Ralph Bakshi stuff. I've seen Ralph Bakshi stuff. This is nothing like it. But he says it's more like if Spongebob and Scooby-Doo were filthy. No, it's not. Great. Chris, hold on. Are you suggesting that Rob Zombie is a title, much like Skywalker? <laughs> uh, I think it's a lot more like Alan Smithy. Um, I have a feeling that 
we were a little too hard on Bruce Tim. I think that guy is having a regular normal day. Rob Zombie disagree. Are you cool? You wanna you wanna talk about anything? See, I told you guys, Chris loved it. So, yeah, huge fan. <laughs> is is everything all right? You wanna talk about anything? Because this is the sort of movie where you see it and you think this guy's never had sex. He's, there's Same. no way. It's Same. impossible. Uh, some of the songs were not completely oh, offensive songs oh there's so many songs and guess what none of them sound like uh, rob zombie's music oh, Even that's, better. that's a mark in its favor <laughs> oh no where's the soundtrack oh. which is dracula can i can i tell you times? can i tell you who did the songs uh it's Uh-oh. it's by uh a comedy duo it's called oh, heart God. it's called hard and firm um, uh-huh. Wow, I haven't heard. Oh my God, that's them. <laughs> yep, yep. Hard and firm is a combination of Mike Firm in and Chris Hardwick. Oh my oh, God, geez. I forgot about that. I uh, oh. that dislodged something deep in my smooth brain. <laughs> you weren't ready for that, were you? So, uh, Parker, I have an assignment for you. I will <laughs> kill myself on camera. Well, we almost made it to hundred episodes, guys. <laughs> This, <laughs> I had no idea it was Chris Hardwick. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's one of the possessions that I'm most ashamed of owning. And uh, on the whole, still not quite as bad as Food Fight. There is nothing worse than a raunchy R-rated cartoon. They all feel eight hours long. You did end up texting me that's, uh, that Sausage Party <laughs> is your <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. It is... One of the most unbearable movies I've ever sat through. That wasn't real. We rented five movies, and I paused it like, all right, we're almost done. It's like, what do you mean we're 40 minutes in? <laughs> like, the most defeated I've ever felt in my life. Oh, that reminds me. Haunted World of El Super Bisto is... I want to get it right away. How long is this? It's 77 minutes. It feels like 377 minutes. Seriously, that movie keeps going. It is, it is interminable. I like the pictures that just look like Stripperella, but also with a guy with a lucha mask. Oh, there's... there's <laughs> this a... is the most Spike TV adult cartoon block shit I've ever seen. Oh, it's so much worse. There's so many nipples and stuff in it, but it, there's no point to any of it. Um, Wait a second. I thought cartoons were for kids. <laughs> Those are boobs, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's so dumb. Okay, so there's like... A lot of the animation is very much trying to ape the style of Ren and Stimpy, but it's not done by Spumco, because whenever Spumco does stuff like that, you can tell they put I a lot of like tools. love and effort into it. We won't talk about the guy who founded it. Uh, but like you can like see there's a lot more effort. Like You look at the music video for that Bjork song, um, I Miss You. That's a really good music video. But this, there's no love. There's no effort to it. It looks just awful. I think there was like maybe one line I, I kind of chuckled at, which is it threw me for a loop. Uh, there's a monkey with a screw in his head, and he he got turned, <laughs> into, an evil, <laughs> got turned into an evil genius. <laughs> Fuck, Chris didn't tell me this movie is twisted. <laughs> so, um, he an evil monkey. Where have I seen that before? It's basic. Yeah, he's basically like uh, Mocho Jojo, but with uh, no clothes on. Velvet Von Black. Cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but her character is white. Oh. This movie's Oh, good. <laughs> so all the... That's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah. I actually don't have words. 
it's yeah so all that that voice i hear that like really racist impression of wanda sykes yeah that comes out of a white character okay yeah so uh so can't do that in a cartoon <laughs> i don't know how to it, it was legitimately like I, i'm so ashamed that i have this i don't know what to do anyway i also watched a william friedkin movie so uh <laughs> i don't want to say the name of this yet i i'll say the name of the movie for the oh, end no. Uh, this movie is actually really good. It's a remake of the movie The Wages of Fear, which is a very good 1953 movie. It says um, the guy from Jaws in it, um, a few other people. The basic idea is they're trying to transport dynamite across a South American jungle in a really rickety truck. And any false move could blow up the entire truck. And uh, it's, it's actually really fun to watch. And you can kind of tell that the guy who made The Exorcist made this movie. And a lot of time and effort went into it. Unfortunately, it has a very misleading title, Sorcerer. I don't know why it's called that, and I have still yet to receive an explanation. Parker, I think you'd like it. Uh, but the one thing I'll say about it is uh, the only reason I've heard about this is um, Jay Bauman recommended it because the movie Suicide Squad reminded him of this. So I was like, oh, I'll take this. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what did you watch? Squad. <laughs> the most important movie in our in our history here. <laughs> it really brought us together in a yeah. way few movies have. Oh yeah. God bless. So uh I, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but that sounds like Normie Corner's music to me. <laughs> <laughs> so in episode six of a double shot at love, titled <laughs> Make America Guido again. Oh yes. they used the joke again, huh? <laughs> They start out. Oh no, it's better. They start off with a mock presidential debate between Polly and Vinny, in which the girls have to vote on who is the most presidential. The first question from the moderator, who is a guy that I have seen in three scenes and has not been credited with a name yet, is what like what's uh, what like what's your policy for making this country better again? Polly's, of course, is changing daylight savings time to t-shirt time. <laughs> <laughs> and Vinny's is banning all guns, except for these guns. <laughs> There's about a minute where they talk about keto farts. <laughs> An entire minute. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's like like Vinny makes a keto fart joke, and then it cuts away to like three different girls in the confessional booths, like reaction to the keto fart joke. It's 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 really awful. <laughs> so then they have uh, they have a voting booth set up where the girls have to go in and they have to vote on a bunch of superlatives for the other girls in the house. They all they pick what? all of like the bad things for the one girl that everyone hates because she's an insufferable drama fiend. And then everyone goes like afterwards like, yeah, but she's nice sometimes. And like it's this. There's basically there's somebody that everybody's waiting to get kicked off the show that hasn't gotten kicked off it because the producers won't let them. While all this is going on, they all have I voted stickers, and two of the girls take them and just put them on their breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's real powerful shit. And then, because this show loves pranks, our boys are huge fans of pranks. In episode seven, they just bring Angelina to the house. <laughs> oh. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Does she show up in an ambulance and they're all like, guys, guys, there's an emergency, you have to run outside and hear what the sirens are? 
Of course she does. <laughs> you can't do that in a cartoon. <laughs> so she's cool with everybody for a little bit. She pours everybody some shots. And then she just verbally assaults this quiet Asian girl for sticking up for her friend for, like, two minutes. The girl runs off and cries. Like, Vinny has to go upstairs and calm her down. All the girls go to the living room to have pizza and shots. Just have, like, a nice little fun evening together while Vinny and Polly go upstairs. Within five minutes, there's a borderline fistfight where one person yells at the other one in Spanish. And the girl who is being yelled at says, I don't even know what language that is. And then the first girl says, See, look, I can speak bitch, too. (gasps) (laughs) So the evening is ruined, like, five minutes in. The guys have to come downstairs, defuse everything, and send Angelina home. And then, during the cab ceremony, they send home the quiet Asian girl who got assaulted for not sticking up for herself. (laughs) It's something else. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy to be caught up, because I've still got, like, four more to watch to get, like, current. And then this is going for, like, another month and a half. I hope they find love. Ah, uh, same. <laughs> well, they have two shots. <laughs> they, they do. They, in fact, have a double shot TM. And just for, for those keeping score at home, the girl that crawled around like a cat is still there. Yes. <laughs> Does she wear, like, an ugly cat sweater in, like, all of the scenes where she's not around the guys? Maybe. You'll have to watch and find out. Isn't that an Always Sunny character? Basically, (laughs) yes. I don't understand. (laughs) It's real, real good. Parker, what'd you watch this week? Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. So, we watched Volcano... But I also watched Dante's Peak, the Pierce Brosnan movie that came out like three months earlier. Did we make a mistake? Did we choose the wrong one? They're both about equal. However, Dante's Peak has the scene where like all of the water is just fucked. Like it's basically acid. And Pierce Brosnan and his whole family, they're just kind of floating across trying to get to the pier. But they've sprung some leaks and they're so close, but the boat is starting to melt. So Grandma just gets in the water and pushes him to safety while screaming and burning to death. <laughs> One of the most horrible things I've ever seen in my life. She's just like waist high going, Ah! Ah! Yeah! Pushing these kids to shore. It's so... And she's moving so... Because she's an old lady. She can't like sprint. So she's just like slowly sashing through the water and screaming for a good 30 seconds. <laughs> We might have watched the wrong one. <laughs> You're making a compelling case. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember if anything. I'm top that visually just put my head. <laughs> I watched it like four days ago. It's the only thing I remember. All I can Parker, think about is rank the, the grandma-related deaths you've seen in the past month. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. That's because she doesn't die immediately. She's just walking on. Ah, oh, God! Ah, oh, Jesus! It's gonna be okay. And then she's alive for like ten more minutes, and they have to carry her around until she just mercifully dies in the woods. It's, oh. It was a choice. So yeah, good movie. <laughs> All I can I, I'm picturing the grandma from that episode of Dexter's Lab where he goes to live with the Amish people. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, fuck! Call. <laughs> my head is on fire. My head is on fire. 
<laughs> so last week we saw King of the Monsters. My friend and I spent a solid hour just talking about monster movies and different theories and you know shit like that. Just talking about Hollywood monsters. And it turns out while digging through my bookshelf, one Black Friday like four years ago, I definitely bought the 2010 Clash of the Titans. So you better believe. Went on over to his place and popped that in. Boy, that is a movie that no one remembers and should not exist. <laughs> Our lead, Sam Worthington. Jesus. Remember him, folks? Back when he used to get lead roles. This fucking cast, so you got him. You have Liam Neeson as Zeus. Ray finds his Hades. Luke Evans is like Apollo or some random fucking third-tier god. And it's Sam Worthington and his crew, made up of Mads Mikkelsen, Nicholas Holt, and Sir Davos from Game of Thrones. Fighting <laughs> gods. Wait a it second. Are you just talking about gods of, of Egypt? I wish. It is one of the most baffling movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's trash, but it's like 95 minutes, and there's a lot of big, dumb monster CGI in it. And we're like, you know, that wasn't great, but like, if this came out again, I'd go see it. They should make more of these. Then we watched Wrath of the Titans, and we were wrong. (laughs) Garbage. That's a sequel, right? It sure is. Is that which one? I didn't even know that movie got a sequel. I remember it did get a sequel because it was supposed to get a third one, and this one made a lot of money, but everyone hated it, so they just canceled it. Uh, I assumed I'd seen the sequel just because FX was always on in my house, and those movies were always on it. But no, it is. It's a significant step down, which says a lot. So, Parker, did you quickly shush everyone in the room when you knew that Liam Neeson was getting ready to say, Release the Kraken! That happens, like, fucking 70 minutes in. I was furious. (laughs) (laughs) We kept waiting. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out watching Mads Mikkelsen's sword fight is really fucking funny. (laughs) He's all done up in that stupid-ass, like, 300-style outfit. The weird, obnoxious ponytail and facial hair. It's real good. <sighs> so, Chris, I finally made good, and I watched Inferno, like you assigned me like three weeks ago. It's all right. It's a straightforward movie, huh? It's real <laughs> cut and dry. <laughs> so, Parker, uh, physical challenge here. Tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's witches. And the guy drowned a bunch of cats. Yeah. Someone got fucking guillotined in a window. Uh, There's more witches. That lady walked through a mirror and became a giant skeleton, which is pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, that's the plot, right? So I I had at least three moments that made me laugh out loud. I think the end, where the skeleton comes in, that made me laugh really hard. It made me laugh, but also, it was a pretty cool effect. It was cool, cool, but it's also kind of funny. It's like, it's just a skeleton right in your face. The way that she's giving a speech and then becomes a skeleton and talks in a scary voice, I was like, you know what? It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's also just, I don't know, it kind of made me laugh. The other one oh, is... Oh, trust me. I was dying. I rewound it. The, the rats. The rat scene. The guy's being eaten alive by rats. And he <laughs> says to everyone around him, I help, I'm being eaten alive by rats. <laughs> <laughs> He's being devoured by rats. Finally gets free and a dude comes up and then just machetes him in the neck. <laughs> oh, there's that too. <laughs> That sounds really I, cool. I'd actually completely forgotten about how you described it, but you're right. It's very straightforward, but also I don't know what happened. It's 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 the music though. The music though. Oh yeah. It's so good. 
I don't know if Alex would be into it. Um, it's you're not gonna know what happens in it. All right, you could pay. It's attention. definitely a mood movie. It is definitely oh, yeah, a movie yeah, where definitely. you can just watch it and go, "Did I fall asleep? Doesn't matter. It's fine." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chris, my journeys took me to a rather strange destination. <laughs> it turns out there's another movie called Inferno. And not the Tom Hanks one. Oh, good. This movie came out in the 90s. It's the last movie directed by the director of Rocky. A lone man, Jean-Claude Van Damme, rides a motorcycle deep into the desert because he's just ready to die. His motorcycle dies, he gets up, he grabs his bottle, he grabs his gun, and he starts hallucinating that he's seeing his Native American friend, who's known as Johnny Six Toes, played <laughs> by Danny Trejo. Now look, <laughs> that's a choice, and they made it, and it's fine. Oh, so there, Parker, that was the version we were supposed to watch. <laughs> oh, good. So he's just ready to die. He's hallucinating Danny Trejo talking about vaguely Native American spiritual things and coyotes. It's kind of weird, but it's fine. And these dudes roll up on him, and they want his bike. So they shoot him and leave him for dead, but he survives. And then the entire movie is just Jean-Claude Van Damme going back into town and pitting these people against each other so they murder each other. It's not good, but it's kind of good. Because he gets into town, and you're like, is that Pat Morita? What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> the movie thinks it's very funny, and it's not. The director described it as his take on Yojimbo in the South, and you know what? Go fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> the true uncanny valley is Jean-Claude Van Damme talking in his normal accent while wearing a cowboy hat. Because your brain sees one thing, but it hears something else, and it just cannot composite the two of them together. Yeah. It, it's... You will think you're dying. You'll start tasting copper. It's it's interesting. Like, Pat Morita's like, oh, yeah, those guys suck. You want some help disposing of their bodies after you murder them? <laughs> There's an extremely gratuitous sex scene. And then, like, th every single... So, like, there's these shitty southern bikers, and every single one of them acts like Corey Feldman and all the other bikers in Bordello of Blood. <laughs> they all talk with that enunciation. <laughs> it's... Incredible. I still do not know after seeing it if Danny Trejo was a ghost the whole time or if he was actually there. I 100% cannot tell you. Because it kind of teases like, is he just imagining him? But then other people see him? But then they don't see him? It's not good. But you're going to watch it, Alex. I know this. <laughs> you're goddamn right I am. So I finally watched Savage Dog. Oh, thank you. Let's hear it. I was not prepared for how much Keith David was in this movie and also how much of a machete rampage he was going to go on. <laughs> like the entire second half instead of being like, well, y'all killed Keith David. Time to machete this entire death squad. Yep. It's really, really good and it's on Netflix and you all owe it to yourselves. <laughs> the first half is just he's a pit fighter fighting for his freedom and then they all get gunned down. So he just kills people with the machete. It's, you know, movies are really good, you guys. Scott Atkins is doing important work in the world of cinema. Let's see, last night I came home from work and decided to watch Enter the Dragon for the first time since I was, like, ten. Like, I was spent a good 40 minutes wondering, like, alright, when does Kareem Abdul-Jabbar show up? Because I <laughs> just don't know which of these movies are which. 
Enter the Dragon's kind of perfect, huh? Yep. It's real fucking good. I know I'm breaking new ground here, but it's a really fucking good movie. That's a movie. Every single time I see it, I'm in a good mood. I I really, really, really like that. It breezes by, too. Like It is so quick. I love it. I'm going to be watching it again soon. And you said the 70s didn't give us anything good. That's a I mean, 70s movie, too. That is very still, 70s. Odds are still in my favor. That's true. <laughs> the ratio is definitely... <laughs> Alright, so before we get to Volcano, the one last movie, of course, American Pie presents The Book of Love. God bless. Alex, have you ever gotten around to this one? I have not. Buddy. Cold open. Some dude walks in. Don't know who he is. Is he a stifler? Is he just some kid at this high school? Doesn't matter. Trying to find something to crank it to. American Pie tradition. House to yourself. Time to jack it. It's going through tab after tab. Nothing's working. And he looks over. That peanut butter sandwich looks pretty fuckable. Oh, come on. Whom amongst us? So he's going to town on it. But you know who likes peanut butter? You guessed it. Dogs. The dog. Yep. Yeah. You yes. better believe yeah. it. So the cold open is his little brother recording that and sending it to everyone at his school. <laughs> So for the entire movie, he's just this weirdo pariah who got his dick sucked by his dog. He took the dog pill? <laughs> if you need me, I'll be in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so there's yet another stifler. Here's the thing. He sucks. He's just this no-name dude. He's just doing like a shitty like C-tier impression of Sean William Scott. But also, he looks like a young Philip Rivers, so it worked for me anyways. <laughs> nice. It was about 20 minutes in, I googled it, because I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, and it turns out that the main character, said character who got his dick sucked to completion by his dog, was Alfalfa and the Little Rascals, so had to, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> had to just, you know, pause it for a bit, and take a brisk walk, recalibrate. And the female lead is the other girl from Two Broke Girls. That's it. There's no one else in this movie. <laughs> so I literally... It's there was so a scene cool. in this movie, like, you know, it's fine, I'm watching it. I had to stop everything and write it down. Because I, ha- I could not let this go by without explaining it to you. So there's a typical scene that you've seen in all these. Dude wants to have sex, but his girl's not ready yet. Obviously. So he's getting frustrated, and he goes, Yeah, well, you had sex with seven guys... What you're expecting is, oh my god, those are just rumors. Why would you believe them? No. She goes, uh, how could you believe that? It was six guys. Gets out of the car and heals after him. One of them was black, so that counts as two. (laughs) I could not believe the year of our Lord 2009. I've never been so taken aback by quoting one of these movies in my fucking life. Fuck. What surprised me even more is that the seventh entry in American Pie and the fourth direct DVD sequel paid to use Dance Dance. I could not believe it wasn't a cover. (laughs) (laughs) So basically the plot is they accidentally find the book from the first movie that Casey Affleck calls. He's like, hey, look at this so you can eat out Tara Reid and then disappears from the movie. They find that, but they kind of fuck it up. So they need to replace it. So they go back to the original author, who is, of course, Eugene Levy, because he's in literally all of them. God fucking bless. Keep getting them checks, man. <laughs> There's a scene 
they need to cross the border into Canada to go get some prostitutes. Of course <laughs> so they, they get do. stopped at the border. They get stopped by the border patrolman played by Kevin Federline. <laughs> oh no! Oh, he actually got movie roles. One of them says loudly when asked why they're visiting, We've driven many miles for vertical smiles, to which Kevin Federline looks at him and says, We use kilometers here. I'm very embarrassed about <laughs> how hard I laughed at him. That's really, actually really funny. Really got Son me. Son of a bitch. Uh, they go to a prostitute. Turns out she's an old lady. She takes out her dentures and dies while sucking his dick because of course she does. <laughs> Eugene Levy and them call up all the other contributors to the book to rebuild it from scratch, including Screech and Brett Michaels. <laughs> Come on. And then near the end, Stifler gets raped by a CGI moose. It's not good, but also it's not bad. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, oh, it's a fuck. noticeable... I'm definitely watching this, aren't I? <laughs> it's a noticeable changing of the guard. Because it's 2009, Pop Punk's not in anymore. But you better believe there's Fallout Boy, Nickelback, Cobra Starship, and All Time Low. It is... Better than I thought it was going to be, I'll be honest. I had a couple of genuine laughs, and then that moment where I stood in horror. As <laughs> <laughs> he said, a black guy counts as two. Man. Fuck. I had a roller coaster with that movie. <laughs> Who wants to talk God. about Volcano? Damn. Yeah, you're definitely watching this. I, it's, I'm going to watch this on the plane, aren't I? You sure are. We use kilometers here. Weird looks, because you better believe it's also an excuse to show as many titties as possible. Because you know, not everyone has fast internet, but everyone has a blockbuster. Oh, I didn't. You hate to see. I it. added John's video. That's that is the closest equivalent. You oh, regular John's CGI moose. <laughs> yeah, that's the big money shot. It looks exactly how you think it would look. God. That's the punchline. He gets sodomized by a moose after hitting on women all movie. He looks exactly like Philip Rivers, and it's going to ruin it for you. I hope you're happy. Ruin or improve? Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy I went down this journey, you guys. Alright, let's get to... Now that we're done talking about sex with CGI meese, let's talk about <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, as I said, Tommy Lee Jones plays the lead role in Volcano, and at one point, early in the movie, he asks, what's a magma? <laughs> uh, the only way to answer it is, uh, it's a political campaign slogan used by President Donald J. Trump to, okay. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Sorry. I'm not I mean, <laughs> lava orange? Orange man, lava. Is bad? it bad? <laughs> Cheeto volcano bad. <laughs> so orange man bad. Why Charlie hate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't write that one. <laughs> okay, so um, li- regular listeners of this podcast, dedicated. There fans. are no regular listeners. We all have brain work. That is an oxymoron <laughs> if I have ever heard one. Oh, so am I. Anyway. Um, people with uh, discerning ears will remember that the last time we talked about lava, I called my dad live on air. It's three oh, yeah. Do it again at four in the morning. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Dad, did you ever see volcano? <laughs> Click. Yeah. We're going to try again tomorrow. Son, what's wrong? Is everything okay? 
So I mean, like, would a car explode like that, Dad? <laughs> no. It's... What if you just called Joel and called him Dad the whole time? <laughs> do you have his number? <laughs> oh my! I said, do you have his number? Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Uh, Please call my friend Joel. He'd love to hear from you. What, okay, so you said it was two eight one. Yeah. Three three zero. Three three zero. Eight zero zero four. Eight zero zero four. Okay, let's get this on speaker. It's a callback thing. Nothing. I can't believe he's asleep, dude. That sucks. Yeah, well. Let's we'll try again in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the last time I called my dad to talk about Lava, he said that the stuff that happened in Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom, you know, the good one, uh, couldn't actually happen, you know, science and stuff like that. What if we made an entire movie with that? <laughs> Uh, this has Tommy Lee Jones. This could have used dinosaurs, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Cell Raptor somewhere. This could have used Tommy Lee Jones, a spry young 65 years old or something like that in this movie, uh, with a 13-year-old daughter. I guess he had him when he joined the AARP. And uh, he's a divorced dad. You see a dog at the beginning of the movie, and you just know, oh, that dog is either going to fry or he's going to, you know, come by at the end. Just like, oh, I had, a sim- Thank you, boomer. <laughs> I had a similar reaction <laughs> when we saw the daughters. Like, oh, motherfucker, I don't need this. Exactly. I don't yeah. need a precocious preteen kid. Oh, Fuck off. Is, no, I, I, I love that they had to write in the line where she said she was 13 because nobody would have believed that. <laughs> as, as soon as she got, like, character moments, I was like, oh, gosh, she's going to be in this whole uh-huh. goddamn. Movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, the thing so about her is. Like, you off on somebody, and that's that. Nope. She was a stunningly dim-witted character, too, wasn't she? Same. <laughs> Just like, how in the world do you have a father who made it all the way to OEM? And uh, you're this dumb. Also, did you notice that like, whenever someone makes a phone call in there, someone very clearly dubbed in the other side of the line, even though that character is doing the thing where like, you sort of say like the other side of the conversation, you know, for like movies? There was no reason for them to do that at all. You know, you gotta... You gotta let everyone know what's going on. And there's a Maybe lot, of, a lot of plot going on. <laughs> yeah. Chaya sure loves things. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> you know, fresh off the success of... Uh... Oh, God, I just realized. So this would be, I think, four years after The Fugitive, which he won an Academy Award for. He was very good in that. Unfortunately, it's this... five years after Under Siege. <laughs> Which he should have won an Academy Award for. Uh, Correct. Really, what that I was movie is unwatchable without him. Because I was going to say that this is actually two two years after Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say China. I bet Tommy Lee Jones has some colorful opinions about China. <laughs> I'm not familiar with colorful. Tom- we don't see that here. <laughs> colorful. Oh, okay. Hey, Tommy, what do you think about the railroads? Oh, fuck. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> speaking of, is the, do you think that's why he was opposed to extending that subway line? 
<laughs> no, you gotta get some. Got him out of here. All right, cut. <laughs> Shit, gotta get some workers who'll put their backs into it. Anyway. <laughs> hey, wait a second. So. <laughs> 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 took me a second jesus all right uh so speaking of color we'll get to the end that little oh moment God. i <laughs> wanted to put my head through a fucking wall i was so angry i was laughing really hard um five minutes in we get like oh go we, we have to follow this teenager and also Oh my god, are we really going to do LAPD black people race relations in this volcano movie? Oh, the answer, absolutely. It really much reminds me of Bright. All those characters. Only a white can wield a white dude. Oh shit. <laughs> hey Tommy, it's for your next scene. You know where the orcs are? Like, oh shit. <laughs> Don't say it. Yeah, but Saruman listens to this shit. <laughs> I love that we do this to every person who looks old. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is probably like hardcore left. I don't. I don't care to know though. Uh, I don't want to find out. I, no I enjoy idea. Men in Black too much. Please don't tweet. <laughs> I had a problem with the title. Oh fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so uh, I want to talk it about like that you know the tone like of this movie. I, I'm hedging my bets. Okay, Parker. At some point, you um, you texted me. Volcano is '90s as hell. Boy, sister, you ain't kidding. Uh, this this movie, it's not just the cinematography, especially the very beginning, makes it look like it's going to be a Steve Gutenberg comedy. Uh, it's the music that really gets me. They keep yeah. playing this fucking... Like it's the fucking Indian in the cupboard or something. And kind of worked for me, I'm not going to lie. Really? How did, how did it work just, for you? Just, um, I think it was just the, the fact that this movie was so clearly 90s. Even the way it opens, the way... They set up the entire scene, you know, before the spoilers, the volcano goes off, by just, like, playing, like, very, uh, very nonchalant, like, news reports about just things that are happening. Like, oh, this guy's released from prison. These four kids were on a school bus that flipped over. Like, just, it, I think it does, like, a really good job of setting, like, that mid-90s mood, and I think the music kind of contributes to that. I'm not saying that if it were 1997, I would have enjoyed that, but... There's, you know, there's something a little bit nostalgic about the 90s now. I think in 1997 like you would have noticed it because it'd be 1997, I guess it would have been appropriate. But I just feel like the movie, the, the songs there just aged poorly. I mean, if I have to deal with all this Stranger Things, hey guys, remember the 80s. <laughs> let me have some late 90s garbage and shovel it. I mean, I'm let, a let's piggy. be real. The alternative is like we would have just had the list of the gin blossoms. So, it's... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm basically saying is it's a late 90s movie and there's nary a single pop punk song. So, Which is, you know, it's it's different, but also <laughs> familiar all the same. Because you're watching like all these 90 things like, oh my god, remember Anne Heche, guys? That was a name I knew 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not heard that name Checking since I was like 15. Hmm, this does say no Rob Thomas music. <gasps> so, Ooh, that's attitude. one letter grade. <laughs> Why isn't Rob Thomas here? Oh. <laughs> it's my boy, Rob Thomas. <laughs> Matchbox 20. <laughs> you in Sinbad's house. <laughs> you call you me Sinbad one more time. See what happens. So anyway, enough about Good Burger. So, uh... A better movie, huh? Anyway. Next week's uh, episode. Uh, if you really want to talk about the Nickelodeon pedophile for 40 minutes, because... 
That's what's going to happen when we do Good Burger. Also, which one? <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly my response when somebody brought this up like three days ago. Guys, guys. And that, I quote, Nickelodeon pedophile does not narrow it down. That doesn't, that hey guys, doesn't make sense. You're a why, real would, deal. why would we be talking <laughs> about Ishibu? Anyway, uh, <laughs> hero real deal sex appeal. We joke about feet a lot, but you know what's not funny? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a feet pedometers joke or something? Because pedometers. <laughs> Now it is. Stop overthinking. I kind of wish it was. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Parker's quickly looking up what pedometer means. All right, so um, it's actually called an pedometer. So the movie's called Volcano, (laughs) and uh, it's not really a volcano. They just call it that. Um, It's because it's it's a a volcano. I guess it's kind of like the magma comes through the ground. So I I guess that counts. First, call your dad tomorrow and ask him how volcanoes are formed. What's magma? Uh, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of feel like you can't really call it like a volcano unless you can like climb up and toss your son because he uh Did you turn he, it off before the, they showed the Zibetsu. literal volcano at the end of the movie? Oh well, we'll get to that. Can we do one of those cameo things and pay Tommy Lee Jones like a hundred dollars to say the King of Iron Fist tournament, asking for a friend? <laughs> oh, I fucking wish. That's your birthday card. <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> The daughter of Tommy Lee Jones gets trapped in these explosions, stuff like that. He has to get her out of there. She leaves the car when he tells her to honk the horn if she's scared. Instead, he somehow hears her whimper and runs back to her. Also, she inexplicably has a teddy bear during this scene. Yeah, what? The, and she's 13? Maybe she's stupid. You know those 13-year-olds and their stuffed animals. Yeah. Anyway, you and your Funko Pops have no room here. Anyway, so he is trying that to... I love how we just skipped over like 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah you well, know the first few minutes, there's not much to say. I will say this, that when he starts climbing on his own car to get away from the magma, that's that's when I really started laughing pretty hard, because the science of this movie is a fucking joke. He should have been <laughs> roasted alive. <laughs> the only oh, comment I have about the part of this movie we skipped over is how funny it was when he tells those ladies not to go down in the hole, and they're like, oh, classic man, thinking us <laughs> damsels in distress can't go down in the hole. So they go down the hole, and then one of them roasts a lot. <laughs> just gets fucking cooked. Like 20 minutes in. Typical man telling me I can't... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> fucking now, scoreboard moron. Back to the scene at hand, where the most important thing to mention is that there is an upturned fire truck where Tommy Lee Jones climbs up on top of the fire truck to try to help a trapped firefighter out. Sees the lava getting close to his car, stands there motionless for about ninety seconds, and then just leaves the guy to die. <laughs> Let me look at the volcano instead of helping this man in peril. And then another firefighter jumps in and also burns alive, all because Tommy Lee Jones is a fucking moron. It's such an unnecessarily mean kill to this guy that didn't do anything but flip over his fire truck while driving. We want to talk about unnecessarily mean. Let's talk about that one police officer who really wants to get into a fight with that black guy. <laughs> the hero cop Mark Furman of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's harassing a, a, fire, a fireman. Oh and the guy's like, we have a volcano. Can we like take care of it? It's going to destroy the whole Los Angeles. He's like, no, nah, he's bothering me. I'm taking him in. <laughs> three separate references to the OJ trial in this movie. <laughs> it's real good. I think at one point the guy says, I'm going to be the volcano version of Rodney King. <laughs> That's Get it. 
Now, I have a lot to say about that entire sequence, so whenever we get there... I have a lot to say about the conceit of the movie, because actually, like, okay, it's called Volcano and Tommy Lee Jones is in it. I did not understand that the movie would be tectonic plates shifted, and now a volcano just formed in the middle of Los Angeles. <laughs> the look on my fucking face as they just explained, like, yeah, that happens sometimes. Okay! <laughs> and then moved on with it. Stunned. Cause I'm fine with it. Because I, I watched Dante's Peak first, and that's just a real volcano. That's just always... <laughs> and not just the ground opening, like, surprise, fucker, check this shit out. <laughs> Boy, talk about ruining your day, right? <laughs> Driving his stupid failed daughter to wherever they're going. <laughs> Fucking volcano bears. You truly so hate to see it. <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Just everything, everything about, like, okay, alright, we gotta run away from the magma. We almost got trapped. Okay, now we're fine. Everybody, it's me, the Jolly Ollie Man. Please do not flip my boss over. <laughs> Thank you. Imagine the unmitigated There's... audacity to get Don Cheadle and just stick him in a room for the entire movie. Yeah, Was Don fuck? Cheadle like a thing in 1997? Like, I don't. My he brain was a is not historically calibrated. Okay, in that case, that's fucked up. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think about Boogie Nights. Yeah. Oh man, future okay. episodes. Don Cheadle's great. Oh, I will admit his best role is seven years later. But uh, Parker, were you about to ask me something? I was, but I lost it. Sorry. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> okay, so this this movie and it has nothing. To, again, like we said, it has nothing to do with silent with uh, science. They're just literally just like very close to the lava at all they times. Try to stop lava with concrete. Oh. <laughs> Should we give and away the climax this I, early? This is, no, this is, like, I feel like it's important at this point to talk about the scene we get in the black neighborhood, which is the only way you can accurately describe it. That's this true. is the way it's shoehorned onto the movie in the way it is. Who wants to talk about Bill the Dog? <laughs> because Parker, there is a the scene that is, like, a minute and a half long where this dumbass dog is just in the house where there's lava flowing in from one side, barking at the lava, all while this lady is just yelling, Bill! 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 Over and over from off screen. And then, then it gets away, and it's never seen again. Yeah. I'm gonna dub in hey, the remember Bill Independence Day when the dog got away? <laughs> just fucking did the Independence Day thing. It sucks so bad. There's no payoff whatsoever. Like, they're just like... Oh shit, like, dog. our neighborhood's on fire. This really sucks. And one guy's like, I'll go get help. He runs over. <laughs> the officers of the law who immediately arrest him for asking for help. <laughs> it's like, alright, here's the neighborhood with all the black people. Yeah, who cares? Is the dog okay? Like, alright, movie. Like, you tell yeah. me what's going on. Like, I can't, I can't honestly say that this is very good uh, social commentary. Uh, because at the beginning of the movie, when the cops are in the black neighborhood, uh, all the people are, are just yelling at the cops, Hey, how about you get us out of this hellhole? We need to be lifted up. <laughs> or something like this. They finally got a piece of the pie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is more obtuse than Crash. Like, somehow. It's only, like, three scenes. And yet, and yet... Jesus. 
<laughs> hey, we're about to get melted. Yeah, yes! That's what they all say, hands behind your head. Like, oh, fuck, what? <laughs> 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 Tommy Lee Jones do some on-set rewrites. <laughs> Mac to with a what? Don Cheadle was starting to get too much screen time. You hear some grumbling, some shuffling of papers. <laughs> ah, I'm actually going to do the whole movie from the street. Like, okay. <laughs> what are you saying? Two Face. <laughs> After seeing him as Two Face, I can't believe he's a good actor anymore. Anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's nothing about you specifically. It's just, you know, you just cannot sanction your racist buffoonery. I'm sorry. We're going to look it up and it's going to turn out he's like donated a lot of time and effort to Black Lives Matter or something. Anyway. Uh, he's a huge Democrat, but also look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I take nothing back. <laughs> oh no, guys, I might be wrong about something. Oh, on this on podcast? this podcast? <laughs> Check this shit out. Nice. Jeez, hey. This is Our powers combined. Wonder Twins assigned Parker the haunted world of El Super Peepo. So, <laughs> if that's movie. how you want to open this season, <laughs> I will not forget. Free season soon, buddy. Oh, Jesus. I'm so ready. Okay. I, um, no. So, I'm looking at the Wikipedia to try to remember the plot, even though I just watched this a few minutes ago. I'm trying to see, was there any like major scene that I'm forgetting about? Because I have to tell you, him saying that he wanted to be the volcano version of Rodney King, that was... <laughs> That it's was pretty, pretty serious. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. Like, I laugh, though. Especially because he yelled it to the sky for even God to hear. <laughs> the only scene I remember is the scene with the one firefighter trying to get the guy out of the bus. Like, just jump. He's like, oh, I can't make it. Ah, oh, just jumps into the lava and it just slowly melts like he's in quicksand. It's so fucking funny. Oh, with the, that guy trying to get the guy out of the bus. So, so he had—he was the one with the helmet, right? So at the beginning of the movie, yeah. he's fighting with that blonde scientist. Holy shit, dude. Would you lay off? <laughs> His entire so angle mad. is, we have to keep these trains running so people can get home. And then he gets all of these people killed. Like, so the one cool. attempt at karma in this movie is that guy burning alive. It's him just fucking falling into lava quicksand and turning to dust. <laughs> it was very similar to, like, the mayor from the town of Jaws, or even the mayor from Godzilla 98, never forget. Just like, oh, I don't want to have to slow down traffic. So it'll cost a couple lives, who knows. <laughs> no, I'm going to save this one guy to atone for the hundred thousand I Hail killed. Mary, full of grace. <laughs> <laughs> Just, the way he just tries, like, I think I can make it. I got it. Oh, shit. No, I got no. Oh, 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 you tossed your cookies. <laughs> okay, I can't help it. I want to get to the end really quick here. So Yes, so please. So at some point, the movie very clearly ends. Everyone's celebrating because they stopped the lava. And then the scientist is just like, well, wait, shit, we have ten more minutes. We have to... We have to keep the movie going somehow. Oh, there's more lava coming. You don't understand. So she and Tommy Lee Jones decide to head over, and uh, they're like, now how are we going to stop all this extra lava? Let's blow up a building. I respect it. <laughs> to I act as a that. dam. This <laughs> to... leads to, I think, the thing that I laughed the hardest at in this movie, which is, so together they come up with this plan. She figures out there's a flaw in the initial plan, so they have to blow up this building instead. And he goes, hey, thanks, go on this fetch quest to find my daughter. Only expert on volcanoes we have in the entire movie. 
<laughs> See, that's that's one way to put it. Um, I'd like to posit this. At one point, he tells the demolition crew, uh, "We have to blow up this building," and uh, they they say, "Do you mean do something that typically takes several weeks of planning to do?" And he pauses. He says, "Set a speed record." Basically, what I'm saying is that the city of Los Angeles is very special to him. Never forget it. And <laughs> the start of escape themselves. from LA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way for them to save the animals. Uh, <laughs> you gotta admit, look at the fucking route that magma was taking. <laughs> look at that fucking line. Already, they're on the perfect line. <laughs> What are you even talking about? Like forty-five minutes in, Keith David just shows up as a random cop. <laughs> I don't know why. It's such a non-factor. I was so excited, and then he just stood around and gave orders. I was very upset. Anyway, at one point, sixty-five-year-old Tommy Lee Jones somehow runs faster than an exploding building to save his daughter and a kid. Uh, just. Pushes yeah, them out of the faceless way. child with a bull cut. Just <laughs> hanging out in the Hard Rock Cafe, eating tendies and drawing pictures, and then ran off for reasons. Hey, you would talk about a time capsule. The <laughs> crucial third act scene in a Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. And then that kid says the most heartwarming line I've ever heard. Yeah? Look at Disagree. <laughs> look at everyone's faces. They're all the same. <laughs> I wanted to throw my computer out the window. I, I was think, so fucking mad. You know, if you really think about it, I guess the volcano ended racism. Like, it's Maybe he's looking around like, oh, she looks like... we know about ourselves. <laughs> it's showing all these close-ups of people in Ash, and I'm just leaning forward like, no, don't you fucking uh-huh. dare. We all look the same. Thanks, kid. And then it immediately starts raining and washes away. <laughs> Actually, no. The system of oppression will crush you. Psych. <laughs> Tell that to the black neighborhood. Oh, don't you see? We're all the same with ash on our face. <laughs> T- Actually, coincidentally enough, Tommy Lee Jones also said that they don't look the same. <laughs> I just It really sucks for them that the rain washed it all away before they could even use their newfound dice powers. <laughs> Subtly racist. <laughs> There's nothing racist about Ashy Larry. You son of a bitch. About to go from Ashy to classy. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna fuck him up. <laughs> uh, I mean, what does this say about disaster movies? Do you remember that time in the 90s when we used to get a lot of these? I think this is what, like... This, how, how far was this after Twister? Uh, Twister uh, was 95, I think? I think so. Maybe 96. So it's like, Maybe like a year or two after Twister, something like that. So we had that, Dante's Peak. I don't know if Waterworld counts as a disaster movie. I might put it up there. Like In one cool respect, it sure movie. does. <laughs> yeah, They're all pretty bad, huh? I'm inclined yeah, to... As it turns out. Uh, <laughs> well, they are pretty bad, but I think we'll find out just how bad they can possibly be on next week's episode, Disaster Movie. No. <laughs> it only takes two votes, Parker. I, too, am heading on a plane to anywhere. We talked about this movie for 15 minutes. Not even. There really isn't much more to say. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to say. I was like, this movie's pretty good, and at the hour mark, I was like, it's gonna end now. I'm good. I yeah. got I got what I wanted. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's it was fine. Sure. Like, honestly, like, for as much as we're dumping on this movie, it's watchable. 
Yeah, not much hey. happens. I, I just feel like that it adds nothing to cinema or art. There's no if point. If this were on TNT, I wouldn't be mad. Like, like if it were on, I didn't feel like yeah. I'd have to change the channel. Like, alright, yeah. sure, whatever. Right. It's pretty inoffensive. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, other than all disaster movies are. Parts, but... <laughs> if you ignore all the racism, it's pretty mild, pretty tepid. Uh, Parker, you'll Get be interested. the eighteen Rodney King jokes. Parker, you'll be interested to hear. In 1997, the film was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award in the category of Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property, but lost to Con Air. I'd <laughs> <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> Never forget the scene where Tommy Lee Jones' daughter trying to drive through the city, and then Dave Chappelle lands on their windshield. Did he just die? I think he died. Whatever. Fuck this. <laughs> Much like that scene, we'll never forget Parker. <laughs> you, you just cut out. You said we're Tommy Lee Jones' daughter. Oh, never mind. I was, I'm not baby, did, he, did he just uh, edit himself? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the help. God damn it. She must have opened HBO Go out there. I'm going to go start slamming doors. <laughs> okay, we'll end on this. The tagline is the best part of the movie. It's hotter than hell. <laughs> okay. We should use that tagline for more things. Okay, so <laughs> what is our next episode? Uh, Did we ever decide between Collateral and Miami Vice? Uh, let's let's flip a coin. Uh, we should have Alex do the do the choices here. All right, hold on one second. Random.org. We'll just watch both and then just decide on the I mean, day. I'm going to, but uh, same. Okay. All right. Um. So, Miami Vice's heads? Yeah. That's a Tails. Bumper, <laughs> Bumper nuts. Bumper nuts. <laughs> I, I will probably be watching both these movies, so... So it's, yeah, same, so it's Collateral? Collateral, yeah. Alright, let's do Collateral. I'll see you guys oh, next I can't week. Wait for, I can't wait for Chris to come back next week after watching Collateral Beauty. <laughs>
into a subaqueous environment produces pillow lava. Hydrostatic pressure of seawater tends to inhibit the vesicle size of the basalt. Thank <laughs> you.